Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined not by award-winning journalist, uh, Mr. Wyatt Aren't the Stanchion. Wyatt's out doing some award-winning journalism. This is why he's winning the awards and you're not. Yeah. Well, he's he's the written word guy. I'm the spoken (laughs) word guy. And I'm tripping over it because he's not here and it's throwing me off. Right. He grounds you. uh, He does ground me. That other voice you hear is the architect, Mr. As Always, the Gotcha King, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Paris. Paris, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I I was worried that Wyatt was stuck in Toronto. I thought maybe he had... Flight party concerns or didn't make COVID it back or what have you. Now he's trying to smuggle some cream of mushroom soup or whatever through uh, through <laughs> customs and they busted him. Some imported stuff, some of the good stuff. Yeah, and special thanks again uh, last week, Anton Alexiev, the White Russian, joining us on the show. He was fantastic, and uh, yeah, he actually has come on the show. So I think if we're making a show pick for the NEW title match uh, at NEW6, I think we're pretty firmly behind Anton Alexiev. Do you concur? Absolutely. If it encourages him to A, be on the show more, he was a great guest, and, and B, be in the Vancouver area more, wrestling more. That makes me happier. Yeah. All around, good guy, great wrestler. Looking forward to seeing him at NEW6. Speaking of NEW, we do have a little bit of Scott to get into, so let's uh, hit the NEW segment. Oh, my God! Come on! We are now less than two weeks away from NEW6 at the Harbor Convention Center in Vancouver. It'll be Thursday, April the 7th. Uh, tickets are still available at nationextremewrestling.com. The card was announced. We went over that in depth last week. And following up on that, as I've been thinking about the card, I think the two things I'm really, really excited to see. I'm excited to see the finals of the women's uh, championship tournament with Sumi Sakai and Casey Spinelli. And I'm also really excited for this Canadian gauntlet. I'm excited for this uh, this rumble. 
uh, that they're uh, that they're going to be having at this show. Have you thought about the Rumble at all? Do you have any picks made? You know, we talked about it last week, and and I made some picks, and I feel confident with those picks. Um, I think there's some people who have really proven themselves. Uh, including uh, Elliot Tyler uh, as someone who I think it might be a favorite going in here. Judas Icarus may be another favorite here, but there's a lot of there's a lot of size in that ring, and and those guys aren't biggest in stature. So, but I would never count them out. So th- they're my picks still. Okay, right on. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been going back and forth on my picks for uh, for a while for that match. Uh, you know. It would cause him to get eliminated from the match, but I'm still thinking about that Eli Surge uh, moonsault to the outside from NEW uh, from NEW five. Yeah, it you still think he's gonna pull that off again. What's the What's the thing? Is it rent free? Is that what all the kids are saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's. I, I think that term may have been like canceled or something. Like I don't oh, think you're really? supposed to say it anymore. Yeah. Oh no! Okay. I don't know why, but I well, thought I, I, I thought I read that somewhere. I think about the moonsault a lot. There you go. Is it- <laughs> Is it because rent is like a sensitive issue in Vancouver with like the cost of living and <laughs> yeah, everything? Exactly. Is that why it's not uh, it's not okay to say here? Yeah, uh, I can't talk shit. I'm a landlord too, so. Oh, <laughs> slumlord, <laughs> shaking people down for the rent. What's I'm wrong with, with you? You're what's wrong with this province, Mike Perry? Yeah, apparently driving uh, up the prices. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, battle royals. I'm looking at the look at the big fellas. Malik Mello, someone I'm really excited to see rip it up in the in the battle royal. Mister Ferguson as well. Uh, Ferguson and Elliot Tyler. Maybe they uh, renew some hostilities. Uh, you also had those guys from those triple threat at uh, NEW5. I mentioned uh, Eli Surge, but also uh, Adam Ryder and Evan Rivers, who could be mixing up. They're also very familiar with each other. Uh, Parm's in the mix, and we know that Parm sing, man, Parm is due. So, yeah, I've been I've been thinking a lot about that Canadian Rumble because maybe this is where I put my 400 bucks on there. Here, here's what we can't do. We've got, we've got the tag title match. This night we've got we've got Mr. Ferguson in in the the rumble here. We cannot continue to let the Wiseman just run roughshod over this company as they have done for the first better part of a year here. Good this call. Is, so like whatever they do, just get rid of Mr. Ferguson first. He can't he can't continue to just they can't can't continue their their reign of terror so to speak as they have so far. And we're already counting on Anton Alexiev to take that belt off of off of Travis. But uh, if Ferguson comes away with the win out of the Roy- the the Rumble, there, that's that's going to be a problem. So yeah, although let, what let's if, stop that from happening, team. What if Ferguson wins the Canadian Gauntlet match and then uh, he gets a guaranteed title shot at some place, and Travis Williams somehow manages to defeat Anton Alexiev? I don't see it happening. Uh, and then maybe a little bit of a dissension. In the wise men, because uh, yeah, Ferg's got a title shot. There you go. Could happen. Could happen. I've indeed. got I've got an idea uh, for all of our uh, hockey fans because I'm sure there's some crossover between your guys's uh, other show and and this show. Um, you know, the Maple Leafs have a goaltender named uh, Jack Campbell. Yep. And everyone chants soup like when he makes saves. Okay. We should do that for Alexiev when he nice. like has a big spot or something. Yeah. Just, just chant, chant soup, soup at him. <laughs> Yeah, you'll know. I need him so badly to win in Stone Cold Steve Austin a couple cans of soup. I desperately need that to happen. So, what's the best soup for that? Do you think? Oh, like a geez. tomato. Yeah, I'd say it's a, oh, a tomato soup. Also has the you know the visceral like oh it could be blood. 
right? <laughs> Running I mean, down it's, his it's, chin. Very, it's, very, it's very bright. But yeah. if like someone were to snap a photo, we got great photographers uh, that do uh, work at the NEW shows. But if someone were to like grab a picture of him post uh, tomato soup beer bash <laughs> uh, and like crop the soup cans out of the frame, it'll look yeah. like he just murdered somebody in the ring. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And then oh he's my chewing God. on their liver or something. He's hardcore. Look at that. Although here's the thing. Oh, I just thought about this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what those soup stains would do to his uh his oh, white suit. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So maybe he's that's why strip he goes, down first. That's right, yeah. So very carefully fold the clothes and lay them over here. <laughs> Tomato soup, beer bash, and uh and you're off and running. Uh the women's title match, which I mentioned, uh Sumi Sakai, Casey Spinelli. Who do you like here? This is a tough one to a uh, tough one to pick. Oh man, it's it's hard to bet against either of these women, honestly. Yeah. Um it it uh, I the way Sumi took out Nicole at the last at the last event uh was shocking and impressive and and all that good stuff so i i think my money's on her i i think sumi sakai is is got this one in the bag but but casey spinelli is not to be not to be reckoned with so who knows yeah if sumi sakai has any family members in the crowd uh you gotta yeah, watch out because casey spinelli will zero in on that uh and and have a go at them for sure uh yeah it's a really really tough one uh casey spinelli will do what it whatever it takes to win yeah um and you know we'll see if sumi sakai will like get down to that level uh to uh to win the title i mean you know you can only be one first ever women's champion right so lot on the uh lot on the line here for sure and then uh yeah you have any thoughts on the uh the tag match i don't know i don't know i i i said a lot last week um you know, it keep, keeps getting me in trouble talking about Cassidy, so maybe, maybe I'll keep my mouth shut on <laughs> okay, this Okay, yeah. All right, you will defer. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, yeah, so basically, it's going to be an amazing show. NEW6, every single title is on the line, and a new title is being introduced. Uh, we're going to have a title shot up for grabs in a Canadian gauntlet match. Tons of awesome wrestling Thursday, April 7th at the Harbor Convention Center. Tickets are still available. And it seems like every week I'm looking at the NEW uh, Twitter page, uh, at Nation at NEW Wrestling Inc., and seeing tons of new announcements that are made. So, uh, according to the Twitter feed from the other day, uh, yeah, there's going to be some uh, some extra shows happening. There's going to be a super secret mystery show that'll be announced in the coming days, as well as the NEW Summer Series has been announced for 2022. Uh, so, no specific details on that yet, but uh, NEW keeps innovating, keeps doing shows in really interesting venues. Uh, so, I'm really excited to see what they have planned for the Summer Series for when the weather gets nicer, perhaps. Perhaps maybe some outdoor shows. We'll see. Keep an eye on uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling on Twitter at NEW Wrestling Inc. for those announcements because very exciting to see what the company does. It'll be the first summer because NEW One was September the 9th or September 11th. the 11th. That's right. Your birthday. <laughs> you and NEW were born on the same day. There, isn't that cute? Look at you uh, two. Um, yeah. It, well, I you know I follow these accounts, of course, and there's all these teasers. You know, and I don't get I don't get any any further hints. Me and the uh, NEW social media guy don't get along. So yeah, uh, yeah, we've got a there was a, a Instagram post in in Spanish the other day 
don't know what that's alluding to. There's, you know, all this <laughs> coming soon stuff. I, I did a translate post and learned that the, the Spanish translated to coming soon. So, but who knows? Is it a person? Maybe it's another big talent acquisition announcement. Yeah. Josh but, Alexander, I believe, was teased with a picture of his headgear. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Cremator as well may have been teased. Uh, before any W five, so yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's fun. I like the I like the clues. I like the hints, and really looking forward to next week when this new uh, the secret show is announced, and uh, perhaps some more details on the NEW summer series. So uh, yeah, that's it for for the NEW segment. Obviously, next week we will be right close to. We'll be actually a week away from the actual event, which is happening on Thursdays, our recording night. That's so, true. Yeah. Alternate plans will be made. Alternate plans will be made. But uh, for now, let's take a look at the wide world of wrestling. As always, we are starting with AEW, not just because it's alphabetical, but also because it's the best. Uh, you watch Dynamite this week, Mike Paris. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How uh, close are you to admitting that maybe Justin could possibly be right about 2.0? Not. I'm not close. I Me don't either, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, this was probably a less engaging dynamite for me than it has been. In it had its highlights, but as far as a a uh, point A to point B show, um, didn't grab me as much as the last few weeks have, uh, or as much as the vast majority of episodes of Dynamite have. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's partially due to my lack of care for the Jericho Appreciation Society and anything they are doing. Okay. Um, so that, that's kind of where I'm at with that plot line. But when I'm gauging my dynamite excitement, I'm, I'm watching the start of the show and I'm looking in that lower left, right? Cause they do that at the start of the show. They're going to go over. Oh, here's what you're going to see tonight. We're going to have this. We're going to have this. And they got the graphics going on the lower left and the last, I don't know, four or five weeks, I've just been, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I'm into all of that. This one, yeah, there were a couple things that I wasn't necessarily super interested in. Um, but, uh, yeah, oddly enough, this did a better rating than the prior weeks. This one did over a million, like 1,000,004 or 1.4 or whatever the ratings are. But this did a better rating than the last several shows. But, yeah, I didn't feel it was... Uh, as good. Now, this is where you and I do differ. Although I'm not down with 2.0, they're still a distant third but behind uh, Billy Gunn's Adult Sons and uh, The Acclaimed. Uh, I actually quite enjoy... I think this gimmick is, gr is gold. I think this gimmick well. works. Um, and just the whole, like, yeah. I, I think the We Are Sports Entertainment... Uh, oh, I like that. I like that. It's the oh, cast of characters. The oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I right, got it. Aren't selling me on it. Okay. If, yeah. if it was like, hey, I think it's weird that Hager is still tagging along. Like he seems like he's kind of just like, oh, I don't know what else to do with you. So I guess you can stay here. So that's yeah. part of it for me. I don't know why he's sticking around. He's the, maybe then, the least entertaining sports entertainer of all time <laughs> yes he's up there like and and garcia's doing it for me like i i like what he's doing he's he's elevated his role within all this yeah uh, which i'm down for because yeah because he's the guy that you're disappointed you're really disappointed is like part of this right. because he's a pro wrestler so the fact that he is turning his back on pro wrestling and being a sports entertainer that's what really given the uh given the the faction that extra juice 
and and yeah, I just I, I think there's more to be done here. I think they can they can do something a little bit more interesting with it, and uh, and part of that could be kicking out some of the the loose ends here. You talking about daddy I've, magic? I'm oh right, I forgot. <laughs> fucking forgot about that <laughs> yeah you're not a daddy magic guy what okay so they're like they're like forget this terrible name we want to be known as daddy magic this daddy magic and then matt renard or whatever and i'm such and such angelo whatever uh justin's like you don't even know their names and you're you're slagging them off uh hey it's not my fault they didn't make me remember their names that's the thing yeah. uh yeah and you know what? If they are on a collision course with their anti-pro wrestling sports entertainment thing with uh, the BCC, which we'll talk about as well, mm-hmm. then cool. Uh, but I just want to see all these guys, if they go up against like a five-person BCC, I want to see all of them just get absolutely murdered out there. Right. By, and by the and maybe that is where it's going. I don't know. But yeah. And like the, the why is it called the Jericho Appreciation Society? They had a whole segment last week where they laid out why it's called the Jericho Appreciation yeah, Society because uh... they all appreciate him for different reasons. Yeah, I get that, but like the real life know. reasons too. He had these guys on his podcast trying to get him a job, and <laughs> this weird, guy he donated money worship. for, and uh, and I don't know. Jake don't know. Hager, he let beat him for the world title when he cashed in Money in the Bank all those years ago. Which actually and, was this week in wrestling history, but we're not talking about it. <laughs> but genuinely, I I I was watching their main event match this week. Yes, and then I pause. I paused it, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder how much of the show's left because like, there's no way this is what the entire night of Dynamite was building to was this shit, mm-hmm. and it was. Yeah, it was the main event of the evening. Yeah, and it well, was and, like and, a five minute match. Jericho got himself in great shape for this. I think everything he says, him on commentary is uh, gold dropping like sports entertainment terms and stuff. And what was it he said? He's they're going to future endeavor somebody um, (laughs) this week or whatever. Like, yeah, the the whole like that's entertainment. We're sports entertainers thing. I think this the gimmick is gold Uh, and maybe 2.0 is going to uh, uh, daddy magic. Oh, thank you. Um cool hand angelo whatever fucking yeah uh but hey here's the thing daniel garcia uh this guy has innovated a, a sharpshooter variation for the first we haven't seen a sharpshooter variant since edge had his was it educator or education or whatever that thing yeah was? i forgot which one it was educator? yeah yeah so yeah. yeah he's got some of the sharpshooter and he leans way back which is great we had two sharpshooters on this show it's pretty good yeah <laughs> that's it's maybe too many. Everyone's like, all they're, teasing, all they're teasing is the hints. Brett's coming. Brett's coming for the Owen thing. Yeah, sure. But also, people can just do sharpshooters. It's fine. <laughs> it's a move. It's all in the zeitgeist. They, yeah. If, if we're going on that, then the Young Bucks have been teasing involvement from Shawn Michaels for the last 14 years. So <laughs> they're building to it. It's a slow burn. Every time they do a super kick. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, pivoting away from the sports entertainers and to the uh, the pro wrestlers, uh, Team Danielson, Moxley, and Regal, they got a name, baby. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. So when Regal was on commentary, and I absolutely just adore Regal on commentary. He's so good. Uh, just marking out for his guys and talking yeah. about like why Danielson's so good. Look what he's doing, just getting into the details. Ah, mwah, gorgeous. Um he called them, oh, I forget what it was. It was like the grappled co-op or some shit. 
okay. on commentary, and I'm like, no, that can't be the name. Like, yeah, I would the, almost the rather than not have a name. Kind of me too, actually. Like, why do they need a dumb name? And also, like, by the way, none of these people are from Blackpool. <laughs> Regal's Inclusive. from Blackpool. Is he? Yes. I'm not entirely sure he is, but maybe, he, maybe his formative wrestling years were in Blackpool, but... Yeah. But like what? Uh, like, no, what's, he's from what's the England. connection there? That's always been the yeah. thing. Yeah, and okay. Regal is the person who. What did he say on commentary that was great? Like he's not a manager. He's not out there for superfluous reasons. He's like an advisor or like a fucking coach or I forget specifically yeah. what he said, but it was great. Uh, and he doesn't get paid for his work or whatever he said. He's yeah, like, I don't get paid for this. I'm just out here to make them better or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, so so good. Um. So here's the thing. Yeah, another so bad not, name. Let's just say another bad name. You don't like Blackpool Combat Club, the BCC? I, that's no. Not cha- that's not going to change how you write your emails now? <laughs> it's not blind carbon copy anymore. I, I'm going to send email, you know, to my boss and then BCC, BCC. Daniel Bryan yeah. <laughs> to like list their yeah, names. B, yeah, BCC. <laughs> Stop sending us bloody emails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I hear Why is saying. this asking me trivia every time I do an email? <laughs> List the members of the BCC. I do it every time. Every single time I do. Um, yeah, here's the thing. So they've had two dynamite matches now. Uh, they wrestle, yeah, Trent Beretta and Wheeler Yuta. It was, tr- no, it was Chuck. Was it Trent? Yeah, it was Chuck and Wheeler Yuta yeah, last I think week. Trent's out, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they're, um, wrestled the varsity blondes this time around with julia hart who's sitting sad panda on the stairs the whole time just staring off into oblivion which is like okay the commentator said oh yeah well she hasn't been the same since they spit that malachi black spit the black shit in her eye or whatever cool uh but like i also haven't seen her on dynamite that i can remember in the last forever so uh, i'm yeah. sure there this stuff is like kind of happening on dark but i'm still a ways away as far as uh you know my aew input goes to yeah. like watching dark and elevation and all that sort of stuff and you get me some more tony niece on that show i'll consider it now but, uh, julia hart gives me for a few reasons real alexa bliss vibes okay so she's the perky cheerleader character mm-hmm. which is exactly how alexa bliss started yep Alexa Bliss starts to come into her own and become the great uh, character and wrestler that we don't see on Raw today. Let's not forget Alexa Bliss, also a manager of a tag team when she was somewhat in that uh, persona. Yep. So is this an opportunity for her to join the House of Black and give a new edge to her character? I think that's where they're going. And maybe maybe we see a, a... Julia Hart uh, come out of her shell a little bit and maybe make something new out of this. At what point do we have a doll that winks at people? As soon as possible. They yeah. waited too long with Alexa Bliss. That was yeah. like a big mistake they made with her as, career. As soon as she turned evil, I'm like, she should have a doll that winks at people in the middle of the match. And then you didn't get that for another, like, probably, what, five way, years? Yeah, way too like, long. Yeah. Way too long to get a winking doll. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, so I know, uh, Julia Hart cool. only has one eye, so is she the winking doll? Oh, already? that's and that's what I'll call her, the winking doll, Julia Hart. Done. <laughs> we did it. You're welcome. Tony, that's yours. You can use it. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's what they're angling towards is her joining the House of Black. I think it'd be awesome if they had a female member. 
Um, yeah, sure, right on. Yeah. Black and I think it's fun on? that you. It's not someone that you might anticipate it being. No, well. it's not uh, the bunny or right. Uh, who else do they have? Anyone from like Anna J from like Dark Order or something? Like no, it's it's Julia Hart. So so here's the thing. So Danielson and Moxley, they're out there and they're having multi-segment matches with some of these teams. Like the Wheeler Yuta thing, he's trying to impress them and they're like they're down with him and stuff. Uh, Chuck is is Chuck. He's a 76ers guy. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but then pass. they're out there with like with Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. And you know that's a, those are long. That's a long match. And like they're they're giving them a lot. But would you would you want them to come out and just like run over people and just absolutely dominate? Because these guys are supposed to be the absolute best at what they do. But here comes Griff Garrison with a hot tag. And, you know, they're kind of scrambling a little bit to handle the, the power of Griff Garrison. Oh, Griff Garrison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll go back to what I, I've kind of said about this the whole time, which is like, I uh, I don't like them as a tag team. Like, I don't like because the, there's the um, there's the behind the scenes kind of answer here, which is probably that they want to give these guys. Yes. opportunities to showcase what they can do which is totally yeah, fair and I totally I, yeah 100 percent. like i get you can't that. just yeah. have them just like bulldoze every single tag team and make them look like shit especially a tag team like the varsity blondes that maybe they see some future in yeah so you don't want to do that necessarily but also like these guys are supposed to be kicking the shit out of everyone that's in their path so you kind of also want to do that i would almost prefer a like more singles matches with them yes. where the other guy is there. Um, and there are that kind of like, I keep on comparing them to the diamond mine. Cause I genuinely feel like it's a very, <laughs> you're a huge Roderick Strong mark. That's <laughs> why. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is supposed to be that like iron sharpens iron kind of like we are the best and we will make each other better. And we will take on this entire brand together and only recruit the, the hot young talent that we think is good enough to stand with us and like all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but like they're but supposed I, to be the absolute best and right. they're getting rest in the middle of these matches because they're tagging like in and out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're supposed to be able to not bow down to Griff Garrison. Yeah, like, <laughs> are, are we seeing them go three segments with bear country next week or <laughs> Jesus. sorry, sorry, bear country. But, <laughs> no offense. Like, they have to face, like, that top, top tier, like, tag team talent. That's a lot of T's that I've said in a very short amount of time. Like, pretty quickly out of the gate here, if they're not just going to run absolute roughshod over these other teams, or at least give some sort of, they're having difficulty adjusting to, like, being a tag team a little bit because they're both such great established singles competitors. Yeah. Which, again, like, historically you're not really going to buy because, like, you know, uh, Brian Danielson, multi-tag team title holder with uh, with old Kane there. Uh, but, like, the fact that these guys aren't necessarily tag team specialists and they're having to get used to working together, I think, is a good way to kind of make them not absolutely steamroll everybody that they come across. But, uh, yeah, we're really piling on Griff Garrison here. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I was listening to a, uh, a podcast, a, a, another competing Vancouver wrestling podcast. What? Uh, I know, right? What Earlier is this? Today. They don't cover any W at all, at least as far as I know. Anyway, give but them they a plug. Were... What's that? Give them a plug. Who's uh, this podcast? I mean, what, it's Joshua Custodio's. Uh, what's it called? Wrestling Brain. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Um. Anyway, I uh, I was listening to them talking about the rankings 
in WW or in sorry in in uh, oh my god AEW. That's the went one. through went through four brands there before I got there, um, yeah. and so like where do how do they shoehorn you know two of the best singles wrestlers that they have into the mix uh, rankings wise? Like do they earn some like rankings in the tag division because they're already like yeah good question because they're already so well established as singles competitors or do they have to work their way up past uh, uh different teams of of dark order members before they're considered for a tag title right, yeah shot? good that's a good question <laughs> how does that work how do you how do you work that into kayfabe I don't know, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, <laughs> Wheeler Yuta had a backstage segment with the best friends where, like, Trent's like, I never liked you. Fuck off. And Wheeler Yuta's like, I never liked you either. I'm going to fuck off here. Uh, and then that's, you know, pretty much it. So I guess Wheeler Yuta's kind of on his own. I'm really excited for whatever they do with him to work him towards being in the BCC. Uh, ideally, because how many members in the, in the Jericho appreciation? There's five of them. Uh, yes. One, two, three, four. Yes. Yeah, Garcia. Five. Yeah, Garcia. Yeah. Okay, so let's say five members of the BCC. Uh, Danielson, Moxley, Wheeler, Yuta. Uh, I know that they, Lee Moriarty was another guy that was mentioned that they were, like, that Danielson uh, was high on all those, you know, moons ago when he first approached Moxley about this. Um, Regal's not getting in there. So... Logic would imply they might pick up a tag team. Oh, but, yes. Okay. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. Billy Gunn's Logic Adult Sons. Right. There you go. <laughs> Get them in there. No, because they might lose their great music. Shit. Uh, the Acclaimed. Bear Country. There's all so many options. <laughs> so many subpar tag teams. How about this? How about you round out that club with uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Cesaro? Oof. There you go. So, so good. Cesaro just fits in so perfectly with them. I just, I want it to yeah. happen so badly. So, so badly. But then, like, he's from a different European country, so he couldn't be part of the... So how about something like the League of Nations or Interesting. something like that? Interesting. Okay. That, yeah, tell me more. Work? Yeah, okay. You know, no, who'd Miro's be great around. for that, who we haven't seen, is Miro. Would <laughs> yeah. be perfect for that. He'd be a great representative from Bulgaria. From a different nation, yeah. Okay. This is good. Let's, okay I like this a lot. Something. Tony, you, you take this one, too. It's yours. Take Andrade it, could play the role of uh, what's his face? <laughs> Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Del Rio. Um, all right. What else happened on that? Uh, okay. So the MGF uh, Wardlow feud continued. Uh, he is going to pay Wardlow to sit at home. And Wardlow couldn't uh, couldn't overtake the, the security guards. Uh, they just brought more out from the back. That was good. I don't know what's going on with MJF's fake tan. If this is like a tribute to Sam Rockwell in Iron Man 2. Uh, <laughs> he had all the fake tanner shit all over his hands. But wow, that's an, those are some orange hands. Getting impressive. Uh, yeah, MJF's first promo since the dog collar match. What you think about this? It was a good promo. It, yeah. He well, he does nothing but good promos. But I, I, I think, it, I assume we're just going to get like Tony Khan coming out being like, AEW's newest signing. Yeah, what the fuck is happening with this? Like, I, I'm into all of this, yeah. right? But this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, okay, yeah, just just hire him. Apparently, he's been taken off the roster. That's page right. Yes, on the, he on has the website. Been. Which, okay, cool. I like the attention to detail, and you're going extra with it. But like, 
are you not allowed to hire him? Is there a clause in MJF's contract with him that he can't actually be Maybe. hired by AEW? Let me know what the what the deal is here. We need a lawyer on this. Yes. Someone look at these contracts. It's a bit it's a little bit whack. So yeah, but now he's off the uh He's off the roster page, and uh, you know we'll see how they bring him back. But yeah, it's it's gonna be oh yeah, Tony Khan. Yeah, I hired him. Yeah. What do you want? Or, or he's gonna come out with like a fake mustache and be like oh, Bardlow. That's right. This isn't Wardlow. Juan Cena. <laughs> so Cena could still do house shows. That was so funny. Years ago, I was telling somebody about that. They didn't believe me. No, he didn't come out as Juan Cena with a mask. I'm like, he fucking did. Here's pictures. <laughs> Owe me a coke. Uh, let's talk about that eight-man tornado tag, which sure. just sounded chaotic just hearing about it. Yeah, I don't, exactly. even need to, I don't even need to know who's in it. Oh, it's an eight-man tornado tag. Whew, okay. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And, and boy, did they use the space. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Explore the space. Uh, yeah, so the Hardys, Sting, and Darby Allen, surprised that they did the big this big match before like a specialty dynamite or something. Yeah. Um, because I think they could have gone away with another week or two of promoting it, but how the hell mash them together, uh, versus the Andrade family office. So Andrade private party and butcher and blade or no, is yeah. butcher blade and, um, the Andrade. party. Yeah. Andrade wasn't Andrade party, was just yeah. in his suit doing his stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, you know, fucking Sting, 63 years old, jumping around out there, staggering. I can't take my eyes off the screen when the guy's wrestling, just thinking about how his WWE run went and how yeah, poor okay. that went and how he was done. He was, he looked emotionally spent, like he was just fucking over this. And what this has done to that guy's like love and impact on professional wrestling, I'm nowhere near going to describe this as a second act t- akin to like what Shawn Michaels did after his back injury no, or whatever yeah. but still the fact that like Sting after coming off the long layoff from TNA going to WWE having a couple wet farts uh at WrestleMania against Triple H and then was it Night of Champions against uh <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins uh and then he was just you know Showed up in AEW, like, oh, yeah, cool, Sting is going to be partnering up with Darby Allen. But here we are, like, years later, the guy's jumping off of balconies and doing, like, all this crazy shit and moving around great. It's amazing to see. One of the all-time greats. And now I feel like Sting's finally getting, like, he's really getting his flowers. Yeah, and it's all about, for me anyway, my, like, from what I glance of this is, is that it's about load management. It's about character. It's, like, because he's always, he's on almost every Dynamite. So yep. we don't like lose sight of him. We don't forget about him. But also, like, it's not like his role doesn't make sense when he's on Dynamite and not wrestling either. Like, he's like there, you know, he's this mentor kind of character for Darby Allen, sometimes tag partner, so on and so forth. Like, it's nothing about it feels awkward or weird. He it, his character makes sense, and then when he gets the opportunity to go, he goes and he he puts it all out on the line, and and he doesn't look like. I think I asked this maybe on a Pusher Barry quite a while ago, but like, is he the best kind of old guy wrestler that we've maybe ever seen? Like, best plus 60 wrestler in a major company? Like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be inclined to say that he's, he's in, like, definitely 
upper upper conversation. Like these are young guys that he's going up against. Yeah. Like this is not you know, this is not Undertaker and and Shawn Michaels. You know that at uh, Saudi Blood Money too. Oh my you know, god. This, <laughs> this is this is Sting still, with Darby so... Allen keeping up with Darby Allen, right? Like and, yeah. And I think they're putting him, pairing him with the right people as well, who know how to kind of make him look good without overworking him. Um, so yeah, like this is just, I think this is just a been a well-managed portion of his career. That was both maybe, from his standpoint and from AEW standpoint. Yeah. That was maybe one of the biggest indicators that this company knows what it's doing yeah. when they acquire sting and they immediately put him with Darby Allen in a mentorship role. You just have those two guys standing next to each other and it like seems legitimate and authentic and yeah. it makes sense and you don't have to over explain anything it's not like oh yeah he's stings long lost kid or some shit or something that wwe <laughs> would do you know you know they'd be doing that oh 100 percent sting or they'd be like darby allen doesn't know his father who could his father possibly be and then it would be like kurt angle or something like it'd yeah be else. yeah and they did the custody <laughs> on the ladder match thing and <laughs> you know there's not enough uh, ladder matches for custodies of uh, nothing's on a pole anymore. Put I more know things on a pole, and very very few wrestlers' moms are on forklifts these days. Back in my day, wrestlers' moms <laughs> Let me tell were you, on kids. forklifts. Back in my day, in my city, because that <laughs> was, was there. New Blood Rising, right? Yeah, I was not there, huh. and I got into an argument with somebody recently. And this is something, folks. If you're out there, you're listening, you want to take a little bit of advice from me. That's fine. Uh, I just let somebody be wrong. I was talking wrestling with somebody last Friday, and we got in a couple things. We talked about what Austin's going to be doing at WrestleMania, and then we also talked about, uh, you know, the New Blood Rising pay-per-view, as wrestling (laughs) fans are known (laughs) to eventually discuss what's coming up with this uh, upcoming WrestleMania, and hey, about the New Blood Rising (laughs) pay-per-view in July of 2000 in Vancouver, and I mentioned the uh, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. And the person was adamant that, uh, oh, no, that wasn't on the show. Right? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. And it's like, no, 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 no. That, uh, that was not on the show at all. And I'm like, okay, great. And I just, I just let it go. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was. Like, no, no way. I was at that show. It didn't happen. Okay. Okay. And if that you was that. So. Yeah, and that was okay. I, I could have stood there and argued for another god. Several hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was on the forklift. It's like, no, no, it's not what happened. They remembered like everything else. Uh they remembered the um uh the Goldberg kayfabe shit with like Scott Steiner. I think that was the um uh Oh, he, he didn't follow the script or right. all that stuff. We've talked about that in the in the past before, which is just <laughs> you want to talk about like modern wrestling and stuff. That's the wildest, craziest shit wrestling's ever done is Goldberg refused to follow the script and take the power bomb from Kevin Nash. That's what the storyline is. You get the commentators there. Oh, this, according to my script, this isn't what's supposed to be happening. Insanity. <laughs> how Abs- did we how did we get here? Absolute insanity. What, how do we get to this topic? Yes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Bret Hart, maybe? <laughs> Bret Hart begets, no. yeah, this no. and that. So just things being on a pole. Anyway. 
That's yeah. right. Custody of children being on a pole and all that stuff. Right. So, uh, CM Punk and Dax Harwood had a banger of an opening match. Uh, Punk keeping people guessing with his entire choice. Uh, I like it, even though I don't like the long boys. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a CM Trunks man. Paris, where do you land? Uh, which trunks are you referring to? Like the Eddie. boxing shorts or the standard? No, not the... Bo- okay, so there's the Eddie Kingston boxing shorts. Yeah. Uh, that looks like boxer shorts. Yeah. Um, there's the uh, ROH throwback Those are my shorts. least favorite. The basketball the, the, shorts? Yeah. You're not a basketball shorts man. You're not going to see yeah. that. That was a very special thing for that, that night only. Um, there's the long boys. So that's his black long pants. Uh, and then there's the, the, the trunks... Um, which I guess are the same as the long boys, but without the pants part. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about CM Punk's lower body. That's that's what I say when I walk into a public space just wearing tidy whities I'm like, these are just like pants. Just without the pants part. <laughs> without the pants part. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Where do you land? What do you what do you prefer? Uh yeah, yeah. I'm a trunk guy. Let's let's stick with the Let's stick with the classic look. Yeah. Albeit his physique isn't what it used to be, so. Ah, ah, Whatever. It's not like he's out there fucking, what was it, Triple H's bicycle shorts he wore for years there? When he was, or not for years, for months when he was getting his, uh, uh, he had his quad injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was rocking the bike shorts during the Goldberg feud. Good times. (laughs) Uh, So Punk wins the match. It's an awesome match. You got to see some sharpshooters. And then uh, does a little discount double check on his waist. TM Punk, or CM Punk is coming for the TBS title. Watch out, Jade Cargill. Book it, Punk Cargill. <laughs> Would watch. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch the hell out of that. That'd be great. Oh, uh, yeah, so Punk uh, getting little title aspirations from the uh, looks of it. And I like how just a subtle, not subtle, it was pretty obvious, but a little thing like that. And he's made his intentions known for where he's kind of turning his focus next. Uh, thoughts on CM Punk <clears throat> potentially entering the title picture? Well, like, if we're going to go back to the previous conversation about rankings, this is a guy who's uh, ostensibly undefeated uh, in, in AEW. Like, yeah, he should. He should be looking for the title. He's yes. he's beaten every opposition that's come his way. and Including and, Powerhouse Hobbs. And there so, you go. Yeah. So he, he deserves to have an opportunity there. Um, it looks like Hangman Page and Adam Cole are, are still running for a while, so... Yep. I don't know if that's in his immediate future, but I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler are feuding with Billy Gunn's adult sons, which I'm big into because now they get to, uh, they're going to be on the show next week. They're going to be on Dynamite. Wow. Yeah. Look at your, look at your adult sons. I'm so happy. Up. I'm so excited. You know, I just, I just thought of something. Yes. And this seems like a very like, and maybe this is part of their, uh, uh, you know, credo when they first came into into being at AEW, you'd never see like a fatal four way triple threat, like very rare multi man matches. Multi man matches if yeah. they aren't tag matches. That's funny. Yeah, I, I'm sure that that's intentional. Yeah, but like you know, I was just thinking like, oh, maybe they can shoehorn CM Punk into the Adam Cole and. Adam Page scenario, and then it's like, yeah, well, they don't really do that though. They don't. Yeah, they don't they triple their, They got their own thing going. Yeah, and that's and that's good. You don't need a another element to it, really. 
Right. I'm sure if like you were to historically look it up, like, oh yeah, they've done all these triple threats and multi-mans, but they don't feel like significant. And you're right. right. And maybe that's why they don't do it that often. So that when they do, you're like, oh, because they had the triple threat tag team title match. Yeah, I think once it's it, once you get past four uh, teams, that's yeah. fine. They they do they have you know we saw an eight person this this past dynamite like yeah that's teams. fine. Oh, that's fine with teams. But, yeah, yeah but you don't no see no triple threats, no fatal four ways. Yeah. No McMahons in every corner, you know, so oh, on and so forth. Sad, sad. Those are the best when there's a McMahon in every corner, especially where, where that's the one thing. If you're telling me there's a McMahon in every corner, I got a follow-up question for you. Whose corner is Linda in? That's what I want to know. That's the corner that I'm rooting for. <laughs> okay. uh, every time? No. Fuck Linda, she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> she's the worst. What's she, she up to lately? She's got one of the, well, she was, you know, carrying water for, we're not getting into it, carrying water for uh, for Trump and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, fuck that. But, uh, yeah, she got one of the biggest pops in WrestleMania history just for standing up out of Stand a chair. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Jay Lethal, Adam Cole. Hey, who's that man? It's Jay Lethal on Dynamite. That's fun. And there he goes. Good match, though. <laughs> So that was that was what I was listening to that podcast. They were talking about the rankings, and it's like, how did Jay Lethal, who we never see on Dynamite, yeah. become like the third ranked singles competitor in AEW? And they talk about that like Adam Cole, who's ranked fourth. It's like, yeah, I guess that loss cost him a lot uh, at the pay per view. Uh, a pay per view main event loss is probably worth like three losses as far as the rankings go. Versus the number three ranked Jay Lethal. Hold the fucking phones here. <laughs> Where has he been? Where has he been? Where's Apparently he's been he... running rough shot on dark. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. He's Jay Lethal on dark. <laughs> oh, he's just yeah wrestling a best of seven with Tony Nese somewhere and sweeping it for nothing. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. Now so. I, I, I uh, breaking news from Clive. Well, not breaking <gasps> news. Oh, Clive's getting maybe scoops. not to you, but he told me that there's going to be an ROH show like next week or something. Well, really? Is this true? I I don't know. Oh, okay. Well. If you don't know, I don't know. But I, I oh, can I see someone just spreading rumors. <laughs> yeah. I can see someone like Jay Lethal, if they are going to keep the ROH brand going, I could yes. see him staying a fixture of ROH. He's so with ROH. Keep yeah. Him, yeah, exactly. To keep him relevant right now and keep him powerful, for lack of a better term, kind of makes sense if that is the plan. Yep, which, which yeah, as you said, makes perfect sense because he can be a guy who has such legacy and such history in ROHs that he never really left after he, you know, hit it big there and everything. I don't think he necessarily works in AEW, but you could bring him in to do, you know, little hotshot angles or whatever, or like have a credible opponent for somebody who's on the rise or something like that makes sense. And that'd be a good use of, uh, of Jay Lethal as opposed to just, you know, bombing around on Rampage and, uh, and Dark and stuff. Uh, what else do we have? We had Sorry, Sammy. Su- Super Card of Honor is on April 1st. Yeah, it's one of their main pay-per-views they would do. Okay, cool. So it's, yeah, next week. Are we are we sure this is happening, or is this just an old <laughs> calendar he's looking at? I don't know. Uh, who's wrestling? Who's Jonathan Grisham wrestling? Someone, probably. Bandito. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, What else do we have happen on Dynamite? Uh, Thunder Rosa spoke, and yep. uh, then Vicky Guerrero came out. And then Nyla Rose attacked Thunder Rosa, and okay, where's where's Britt Baker? Can we have Britt back? 
I know that she was champion for a long time. We got our Britt Baker, which is good, but I know I had like cooled a lot on Thunder Rosa. I thought the match last week was really, really good. Uh, really curious to see where they go with her as champion. Not a super great first uh, champion segment for her, but hopefully there's nowhere to go but up from here. Yeah, no, it's I, I think she's going to be a good champion. I think it's going to be good. I, I don't know what I want them to have something good to do with Britt Baker that is different, and I'm not sure what that is right now. Um, but maybe she's just going to, they're just going to go back and forth with that title. I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll see. Where's Jade Gargill at? Uh, and then, uh, legit Layla Hirsch beat red velvet. Of course she did. She's great with the classic heel. I going to have two weapons get caught using the first weapon. And then when the referee is putting it away, use the second weapon. I love Clever it. Girl. So good. Ah, just the absolute best. And then uh, Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page got into it on the mic with uh, Sammy Guevara and uh, Tay Conti. Um, They made reference to what they've done with that title belt that Dan Lambert was kissing. (laughs) A photo was released on social media over it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Scorpio. I I, I was thinking of making a new new segment on the show. Like... uh... What are Tay Conti and uh, Sammy Guevara talking about on their social media this week? Their relationship. I bet it's their relationship. <laughs> Nailed it. I believe the term is getting horny on main. Oh, that's, that's what, what it is. Say. Okay. They're the kids. You know what the kids are saying. That's awesome. The they slang, are the kids. Slang man Mike Paris. That's what we'll call you. Oh, new nickname. He's, he's not the hangman. He's the slang man. He knows what the kids are saying. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, Supercard of Honor has Jonathan Grisham versus Bandito. Holy shit! Uh, the Briscoes versus FTR. Alex Zane versus Swerve Strickland. And Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Okay. That's so that a show I'd card. be interested in viewing. That's the card as it is formed currently. Cool. All right. Uh, ROH that's... lives. Yeah. ROH lives. And then, uh, was it Swerve is going to be wrestling Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship? Right, that's cool. a thing that exists yeah sure. I just, that's fine if he just carries it around i don't need are to you allowed it. to hold the ftw championship and not be in part of team taz team taz <laughs> that'd be hilarious that's a stipulation to be the champion is you have to join team taz <laughs> swerve's like yeah i won ah shit <laughs> i want this oh, well, hook's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> i'll hang out with hook i'll hang out with hook he i like team chips. taz i like powerhouse hobbs a lot i like taz too even though taz had a bit of a go uh we'll transition into wwe now so uh, Kevin Owens came out as Stone Cold Steve Austin on Raw last week and then did the Shawn Michaels uh, return to Montreal thing, whereas he's making fun of Steve Austin. The music hits again and the crowd loses their shit for a second time. And then it's all a big fake out. Great heat. It's awesome. Kevin Owens, the absolute best. And then Taz is like, oh, yeah, well, AEW did something like that a week ago where uh, – was it uh, Don Callis came out to Kenny Omega's music? So yeah, a bunch of copycats. Pretty much the same thing. Fuck off, Taz. <laughs> All the way, <laughs> sir. Come on. This yeah, is they were definitely was- watching AEW, and they were like, "Oh, oh, this that's is just genius. Don Callis. Let's take that." As, as soon as they've had this whole thing mapped out, you know they probably had that segment in their heads. 
that will do right. something like this because again, I don't think you'll see a more effective uh, heat getting thing than what Michaels did in Montreal with that Bret Hart thing when he's given the business and then the music hits. Go back and watch that pop. It is massive. And people were so excited for Bret to come out and batter this little shit. And uh, nope, it was a Michaels ploy and it just made people who already despised him on a nuclear level hate him even more, which you would have thought wasn't possible. So they did it. They did a lot of magic back then. And it's not just Don Callis coming out to Kenny Omega's music. Yeah. Ah, Taz. Come on, buddy. Not, uh, (laughs) yeah, not great. Uh, Build for WrestleMania continues. It is just over a week away. Seth Rollins, again, lost his only shot at having a match at Mania thanks to Edge. He's never going to ever be able to wrestle at Mania again. You know what? You know what, WWE? Fucking do it. Don't book him. Pull the trigger. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't book him. Yeah. What happened at WrestleMania 38 with Seth Rollins? Oh, he lost a couple matches, and uh, we didn't have a spot for him. (laughs) He didn't have a clear path. you got to earn your spot here. Yeah. He fell down the rankings continuously. We're doing WrestleMania qualifiers now? Is that what we're doing? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, and it has come out, I guess, that about 10 or 14 days ago that uh, Cody Rhodes has actually signed with WWE is what they're saying now. It's what all the kids are saying is that Cody Rhodes is now with WWE and they are dropping their little breadcrumbs and they're going to have him versus uh, Seth freaking Rollins. (laughs) at uh, (laughs) Every time, man. (laughs) If they're going to say Seth freaking Rollins every time, then I'm going (laughs) to every time because it's so... That's it's awful. Uh, yeah, so Cody versus Seth looks like they're going to do that. Now, would you want to see them? I think Justin uh, said to me that, oh, they might have maybe Cody debut night one WrestleMania and then challenge Seth for night two. You like that? I, I like that. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's. I think there's this is a delicate thing that you're going to have to pull off because it, you've been hyping it, but at the same time not hyping it. Uh, so that's a difficult build, but that makes sense because you also want the payoff. You don't want it to be like, oh, we're going to wrestle tomorrow night on Raw or we're going to just wrestle yes. at the next pay-per-view. Like, yeah, that that, and that also like, maybe people aren't convinced, if you will, of getting the next pay-per-view if they've bought them however they bought them or maybe you aren't subscribed to the network or whatever the circumstances are and that that could be a selling feature that could be something to convince a maybe a lapsed fan to to tune in on sunday yeah because i mean i don't think of a i can't think of a past year where they've done the two night manias where they're using one night to sell the next night uh so i'm i'm really intrigued with that i really hope he doesn't show up prior to wrestlemania night one um also because I just think it's kind of funny. Everybody keeps like tuning into Raw and being super pissed that Cody Rhodes doesn't show up. Like when it was in Jacksonville, yeah. Twitter timeline was full of, oh, fucking Raw, Cody Rhodes didn't show up. It's like people keep watching. And if WWE wants to kind of, you know, have those ratings go up a little bit leading into, uh, you know, the go-home shows coming up next week here, yeah, keep dropping hints. Oh, Makes yeah. Sense someone's to me. Gonna, yeah. I uh, tuned in live for the first time in forever to watch when Edge was going to announce his uh, opponent. Okay. Buddy. So that that was like, oh, maybe this will be Cody Rhodes. Maybe this is something to watch. So I, I tuned in and watched that live, that whole episode. So, or, you know, relatively live. Yeah, okay. But I don't do sat, commercials. You sat there and watched three hours. I've been sold enough Snickers of, over, my, over my life. To... Three hours of Raw for that? <laughs> yeah, I did. And it sucked. Yep. 
Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of the Mania card is what it is. You know, I'm not super, uh, you know, jazzed this year. I think the celebrities are going to do good. I think Johnny Knoxville is going to have a good performance. Uh, and then, you know, like, I don't know a ton about the Paul brothers. They're kind of shit, right? They're, they're a bit shitty. Uh, yeah, it depends on who you ask, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but I think the guy's going to do a great job. Uh, I yeah, think he, no, he's I a think, wrestling I fan. Think that's... He takes it seriously like Bad Bunny, right? Yeah, those are the the and they've done such a good job lately of of actually getting these celebrities ring ready. So I I think they can pull it off. Um, yeah, so I actually think that's the most exciting. That's so stupid though. I should not be the most excited for the celebrity matches at a WrestleMania. Yeah, that should be the shit I have to sit through to watch the stuff I'm actually excited about. But like, yeah, that that legitimately is the stuff I'm most interested in watching. Yeah, well, that just goes to show you the work that, uh, you know, Sami Zayn has done with that entire thing with Knoxville giving away his phone number and him, like, FaceTiming with, like, fans and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. But that's that's awesome, man. Like, when Sami and uh, Kevin re-sign, Kevin Owens re-signed with WWE, I know there was a bit of, like, oh, man, an AEW, they would have been so good. But I'm actually fine with them staying there, getting that bag, and maybe elevating it to the point where, like, I'll watch their stuff. Right? Yeah. Right now, it seems like they have an element of creative control, so to speak. Yes. Like they, right now, it does. I, I don't know how long that's going to persist, but right now, it seems like they've been given the the leash to do what they want to do with their characters. Um, so that's that's always watchable with those two guys. Absolutely. Um, and then that's pretty much it on the WWE front. Uh, you know, Undertaker's out there uh, burying his own legacy by being a bitter old bitter old man with you know interesting opinions on stuff um that's man not a ton going on wwe there should be it's <laughs> two weeks to yeah. wrestlemania yeah the biggest <laughs> show of the year she be like oh my god this oh omos is gonna fight lashley at mania apparently all right cool <laughs> i thought lashley was injured for a long time but okay uh, uh you want to take bets on uh, Madcap Moss versus Drew McIntyre at Mania? Uh, sure. <laughs> Moss is taking this thing. Moss is due, buddy. Think so? Yeah, I actually think they'll have Madcap Moss win this Didn't match. Didn't he kill Big E? <laughs> or no? No, no, that, no was, that was uh, else. Ridge. <laughs> right, sorry. That was, uh, <laughs> that was your man Ridge Holland. Uh, yeah, with that new Seamus Peaky Blinder stable. I always want to call him Ridge Meadows, which with is a butch. suburb of the <laughs> <laughs> And then I think, oh yeah, Dolph Ziggler's still dominating NXT as the champion. Okay, of course cool. he is. They have they have the NXT show on the Saturday or no? Is it the Friday? I guess it's probably the Friday. Is I don't know Thursday? that for sure. Because Friday is the SmackDown, and then the Hall of Fame is afterwards. Maybe it's their maybe it's the Wednesday. Maybe it's just their usual time slot. Well, uh-huh. their usual time slot's on Tuesday. They wouldn't oh, right, dare yeah. not even for a, a WrestleMania week event. They wouldn't dare go up against Dynamite. They'd get embarrassed. NXT Stand and Deliver 2022. I have to Google this. Uh, it is going to be April 2nd. That's, uh, was that Saturday? That's Saturday. What the hell? <laughs> is it but the previous Saturday? But that's night one of WrestleMania. Everyone's confused. Yeah, no. WrestleMania is April 2nd and April 3rd. And Stand and Deliver Takeover is uh, April 2nd. Okay. Is it a matinee show? <laughs> sure. Is it in the afternoon or something? 
Let's see. The nat- yeah, the event will take place the same day as WrestleMania 38, night one, and we'll have a special start time of 1 p.m. Eastern time. There you go. Who the fuck? That's 10. <laughs> Wait a minute. You get up at 10 a.m. on Saturday to watch an NXT show? I am in no state at 10 a.m. on a Saturday to stand and deliver. I'm going to lay down. <laughs> and not deliver. <laughs> and order delivery. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure, let's go for it. Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. NXT show. That's a big day of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you, that's, a, you, that's action packed. Yeah. Um, you have any uh, push or bury? Anything else you want to do? You know what? I've got a little, uh, I got a little game I want to play. You All ready? Right. Yeah, it's time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Never not funny. R- wrestling laugh is your uh, is your impression forte apparently. Yeah, it's never, uh, it's never not funny. Yeah. Okay, now, yeah. this hey, is... Tell, tell a joke and I'll play Seth Rollins <laughs> and uh, Triple H laughing at it. <laughs> Give me a joke. Uh, what do you call a fish with no eyes? I don't know. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Uh... <laughs> Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right what do you what do you have what was going on now now this the premise of what i'm about to do relies on the 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 99 certainty that Wyatt aren't our missing co-host will not listen to this episode okay do you think that's a safe bet yeah i think it's a safe bet all right so then let's play a little you, you two are um self-defined co-workers right we sure are so get, let's play a little over ten years. <laughs> newlywed, newlywed game between coworkers. All right, is this wrestling related or just us as people? Wrestling related. Okay, yep. So uh, what I want you to do, Bo, is I want you to answer for yourself. Yep. Feel free to uh, expunge on your, on your, uh, expand on your. No, <laughs> on your brevity is if you want brevity is what I'm really good at, actually. <laughs> so. Um. And then I want you to answer as well how Wyatt will answer. Okay. And then friends, uh, presuming Wyatt is here next week, feel free to tune in and we'll see who knows each other better. Okay. In a wrestling world. Uh, So Bowman, who's your all-time favorite wrestler? All-time favorite wrestler. Oof. I'd say it's Bret Hart. Yeah, it's it's Bret Hart's my all-time favorite wrestler. I feel like Wyatt will say that, but Wyatt may go with Rob Van Dam. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I'm just such a huge RVD guy, and I, I talk about him constantly. Okay. Oh, sorry. You're say, suggesting that he will say RVD for you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's what we're doing here. So so who is Wyatt's favorite wrestler? Wyatt's favorite wrestler is... All-time wrestler. All-time favorite wrestler. I think he's going to go... Oh, I know he loves Brett. I also know he loved Razor Ramon in uh, in a big way. There might be also some recency bias there. Yeah. Not to um, lead you anywhere. I think it's going to be, I think we're both going to go Bret Hart. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my f- favorite currently active wrestler is. My favorite currently active wrestler is uh, Brian Danielson. And Wyatt's currently favorite it's, active wrestler. It's not Hangman Page. It's not John Moxley. I know that for a fact. <laughs> Uh, oh, I should have put show, that as. I guess I could still add my favorite, most yeah. hated. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be tough for me to guess his because I know he hates 
everyone I mean, he and hates, everything. <laughs> he hates Moxley more than he hates uh, Hangman Page. He just doesn't get Hangman Page. Um, Wyatt's favorite current active wrestler. Oh, Brock Lesnar. That seemed like an obvious one to me. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's add it. <laughs> Who is your least favorite current wrestler? My least favorite current wrestler is probably... Oof. <laughs> no, really? Like, no, okay. no, 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 no. I like I like Rollins. Um, <laughs> Two point oh, <laughs> Daddy Magic probably. <laughs> uh, shit, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't have a go at a lot of wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> you like everyone? Well, I don't like everyone, but you all know, right, fine. I, we'll take it off. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll I'll think about it as we're going through this. But I'll right. say Wyatt's least favorite is uh, is John Ambrose Moxley. Okay. Uh, my favorite NEW match so far has been. Um. My favorite NEW match so far. Ooh, I really like that women's triple threat from NEW five. But if I'm trying to get these points and Wyatt to know what I like talking about um probably i think effie and uh alexia versus uh the strays from new 5 or malik and alexia from uh chase for the championship uh one i loved that match but yeah i think so the tag what match, do you think wyatt's favorite match is wyatt's so favorite match was well he like it's tough for him to watch because he's always backstage getting his scoops <laughs> <laughs> so Wyatt's favorite match is probably uh, the wise men winning the tag team championships. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, you've answered this one for me previously, but it uh, has since changed. Blank deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. What was my previous answer to this? Vader. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. has been resolved. Yeah. Um, an RVD is in, so that's good. Uh, trying to think of who's in that, who's not in that should be. I'm not going to say Owen Hart because that's just never going to happen, and Mark Henry needs to let that go. Although he's going to, you know, pro wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, give me a second here. Jericho's still active, so that doesn't really count. Um, but has he already earned it? You could you could answer like that if you like. Oh, well, I think Jericho's absolutely earned it. Um, I would probably say maybe the maybe the uh, maybe the Steiners. Okay. Or like, well, Batista's getting in, right? So, and I love Batista. So, ah, fuck it, I'll go with Batista. Do you think Wyatt has an answer here? Um. I think Wyatt maybe might answer, like, might answer Owen Hart. If I was a wrestler, my finishing move would be blank. The Cineplex. <laughs> can, you, can you describe the Cineplex? <laughs> what kind of plex is the Cineplex? Um, no, I'm trying to think. Uh, if I was, like, <laughs> like, a current move, like what I would use. Yeah. Uh, oh, or I whatever. Love, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, a cloverleaf like walls of Jericho or cloverleaf lion tamer. I've always really, really, uh, I've always really dug. Um, yeah, maybe something like that or uh, 
or a big flying elbow. Like, not a, like, Macho Man-style flying elbow, but more of, like, a jumping AJ Styles, like, Wade Barrett sort of, like, To a standing opponent? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I'll take your cloverleaf lion tamer. Yeah. Uh, what would Wyatt's finishing move be, according uh, to Wyatt? According to Wyatt, Wyatt's finishing move would be... Okay, now i got to try and get in Wyatt's head and think of some, like, bullshit award-winning <laughs> journalism stuff. Oh, it'd be the Pulitzer driver. You don't have to driver. give it a clever name. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> um... Wyatt's finishing move, he would probably, I'd see Wyatt going for a sharpshooter, or maybe a crippler crossface trying to bring it back. <laughs> trying try to make it happen. <laughs> bring it back. It's a great right. move, and it's just kind of gone because reasons. So to our legions of fans, uh, tune in, theoretically, next week when we find out which one of Bowman and Wyatt, which one of them knows knows the other better. From a wrestling my least, perspective. My least favorite wrestler. You hear me talk about wrestling all the time. Do you know who my least favorite current active wrestler no, is? No, you give passes to a lot of people who don't deserve your passes. So, Because <laughs> I can find something to like about pretty much everybody. <laughs> Look how square this man's head is. Go get him, Daddy Magic. <laughs> God, there's got to be somebody I don't like. You've Tune never been a big week. Baron Corbin guy, but oh, you, you, yeah. he got over with but you he, recently. But he got me he got over with me huge with yeah. his like broke ass Baron, which he committed to so well and played it so I was so impressed. I didn't know he had it in him. And then as soon as they had a good thing going, pff, there he goes. Um I really hated Otis when Otis was like money in the bank and oh, I'm Otis. <laughs> like I hated that. That was another good wrestler <laughs> laugh. Yeah, another good wrestler laugh. <laughs> I can't do the Deviasi though. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I can't hate on Rey Mysterio. He's he's doing what he can. Uh, I don't like Dominic Mysterio. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever vo- vocalized that on the show. So maybe if Wyatt knows me that well, he's like, I can just tell with your essence that you're not having any of this um, Dominic Mysterio stuff. Is it? He just doesn't seem like an, a natural athlete, right? Like, are you? Do you? Not, I am not sold on, on Dominic right? Mysterio. No. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a natural. It's like David Flair in there. He's better than David Flair. I'll say that much. <laughs> but like David Flair never felt comfortable as a as a wrestler, you know? Uh, and I need you to commit to someone for Wyatt then as well. Dominic Mysterio. For sorry, for from oh, Wyatt's for perspective. Wyatt's? Oh, uh well, John Ambrose Moxley. Okay. <laughs> oh, without question. He yeah, it's gonna be Moxley for him for sure. Well, a, like I said, tune in next week. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, how about a little trip uh, this week through wrestling history? Let's do it. All right. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. One, two, three, four, hit it. All right. So we are a week away from WrestleMania. A lot of stuff happening in late March. Uh, is WrestleMania related? So we're going to hold off on that stuff next week. We're going to talk a little bit of final uh, build towards uh, NEW6. And then we're going to have a special WrestleMania edition of WrestleNation next week, talking about all the moments and matches and memories from WrestleMania's past. Uh, looking forward to that. And we'll also have the second half of the uh, of the newlywed game challenge here, which I'm interested to see. <laughs> how that how that works out he also knows i got a massive i love cesaro a lot so oh i'm very excited for it 
Um, <laughs> all right. So, 1997, at the WWF Raw is War taping in Peoria, Illinois, Owen Hart and the British Bulldogs European title match resulted in a no contest as the recently turned heel Bret Hart interrupted to reconcile with his brother and brother-in-law to form the Hart Foundation. Yes. What a great wow. promo. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize. What did you say? 97? 97. Wow. That's well, later he was gone, than I thought it Yeah, was. he was gone with the company several months later with the... Because it was right. right after the Austin match at Mania 13, which also happened uh, happened this week. So, yeah. There you go. Wow. Awesome. It was... It was it was so weird because I remember being a bit of a lapsed fan in the new gen era of the 90s somewhat. So to see like Brett patch it up with Owen Hart, because this is one of the best blood feuds like ever, those yeah. two. Uh, and to see them like patch it up and be on the same side was oh super weird. But again, that Hart Foundation was such a great stable. Uh, 2002, the first ever WWF draft took place on Monday Night Raw as the roster was split in two between Ric Flair controlling Raw and Vince McMahon with SmackDown after the kayfabe split between the two business partners. Mike Paris, question for you, sir. Yes. Who was the first pick for Raw? Who was the first pick for SmackDown? Oh, God. Give me the year again. 2002. <sighs> uh, Triple H to Raw. Triple H was not included in the draft, uh-huh. I believe. Because he was, uh-huh. I think he was, uh, oh, he was uh, undisputed champion, I think, at the time. Because it was after Mania they did the draft. So, uh, right. the first oh, pick. I failed already. SmackDown got the first overall pick, and Vince McMahon selected The Rock. Okay, well, that was going to be my guess. Yeah. And then Ric Flair got first picker. He got second overall pick, and he took The Undertaker for Raw. Okay. That was that one tracks. of the, uh, yeah, I think that draft broke up the Dudley Boys. And then, also, that draft was when the NWO were picked as a unit. So, you got Kevin Nash. Uh, Scott Hall and Hulk Hogan, all in one go as one pick. Now, Magic. if I recall correctly, this was this was uh, was uh, a shoot, right? Like the results, they they didn't know. Yeah. So, think, like the Dudley Boys, for instance, didn't know that they were getting broken up. Yeah, I think maybe like The Rock maybe knew, and maybe Undertaker knew. Like the top guys knew, right. but everybody else they kept them in the dark for. You know, that's like the- borderline offensive. <laughs> like we're going to change the trajectory of your career on live television <laughs> yeah i think they split up the apa too because that's when like brad Chalk yeah maybe like that's when i heard about t- it was, was hardcore title gimmick in that um apa documentary series that they did maybe that's when i'm with her right. about it recently was yeah that no one knew that that was going to happen so also on that night on Raw, Triple H, undisputed WWF champion Triple H, defeated Chris Jericho and Stephanie in a handicap match. The loss <laughs> resulted in Stephanie being banished from WWF television, and we never saw her again. That's true. Wow, yeah, that's, that's it. wild. It was, it's been uh, so long. 20 years, Stephanie. Time to come back. Yeah. Make yourself be you. seen. Yeah, big Shane McMahon-style return when she comes back. Just the pop. Uh, she's I got a song, right? Uh, yeah, she's got like a couple songs. I think her song's done by, like, Eve or something. Not, like, Wrestler Eve, but, like, the... Oh, I can't remember. Her song's stupid. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> um, 2001, on the go-home edition of Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania, Vince McMahon revealed on a live simulcast with WCW Monday Nitro from Panama City that he had purchased WCW and bought his competition. But then, oh, here comes Shane McMahon. The contract does say McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. That happened this week in wrestling history. Vince, you know what? Vince needs better lawyers. I think there's a lot of examples of 
<laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. How do you just like get that giant uh, business contract just like swept out from underneath you by your son? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1998 on WCW Monday Nitro, Chris Jericho defeated Marty Jannetty before running through his iconic Man of 1004 Holds promo with the printed out paper and the several yeah. arm bars and all that shit. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much it this week in wrestling history. Again, tons of WrestleMania stuff in there, but, uh, we'll save that, uh, we'll save that stuff for next week. Back when Chris Jericho was a wrestler, a professional or, a or, a a wrestler, not a sports entertainer. Not a sports entertainer like yeah. he is now. Knowing all those arm bars. Like, and here's the thing. We talked about a little bit last week, but they got to keep Judas, right? Like, it just feeds his ego that everyone sings his song. Yeah, but they're supposed to be baddies. I know they're supposed to be baddies, but again, like, he could just kind of be like, yeah, you guys eat out the palm of my hand every single time. That's how great yeah. I am. Yeah. You guys appreciate You are the Jericho me. Appreciation Society. Exactly. And if you don't want it, then stop singing the song. And you know what they're going to do? They're not going to stop singing the song. Because... No. No. He did it. He got a Fozzie song over. Over so huge. <laughs> we all thought it was defying, defying Over the last 20 years. And, and logic. This will never happen. And then, boom. Here it happened. Maybe Jeff Hardy can do it, too. That'd be a fun game to play. Fozzie song title or shit I made up. <laughs> I would not be good at this game. Yeah. Well, I was looking through. I think they got announced a new album. So I was looking through the song titles and I'm like, ah, come on, man. This is, I mean, I'm not in a band, but uh, it's exactly what you would expect. But I think it would make that a very difficult game. 50 50 shots every time. Man of a thousand song titles. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW Wrestle Pod. And be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. And keep an eye out for those announcements for the summer shows and the super secret show, which is going to be announced next week. Be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're on iTunes already, hey, that's great. Leave a rating. Leave a review. We appreciate it. Helps with our metrics. Let us know how over Clive is. That's, we want the comments full of it. Yeah, just full of Clive the Clive Appreciation Society. That's what the <laughs> show is now. Yeah, we're not the C plus players anymore. It's that. Uh, so that's all for this week uh, for the architect Mike Paris, Mister as always. I'm Jay Bowman, and we'll see you next week on a very special WrestleMania centric Wrestle Nation. Mm -hmm.